Welcome back to the Ruth to Wilson Sports Talk Podcast. I'm Justin Ruth. And I'm Aaron Wilson. On this episode, we'll talk about the Cats win on Saturday against Chattanooga. Then we'll look ahead at this week's matchup as the Cats go on the road down to Columbia, South Carolina and take on the South Carolina Gamecocks. And then we'll go look around the uh, college football world as we look ahead to the top matchups of the weekend. Well, 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 Justin, what do you think about uh, Saturday's game? Whoa, hold up, I was asleep like they was the whole game there. <laughs> yeah, they was a, that's a noon start, but they slept in or something. <laughs> no, it was a 28-23 game, Kentucky comes out ahead. Uh, like I said, noon start, it was a heavy favorite. They just come out sloppy and uh, made it a – Closer game than everybody wanted. Everybody wanted to see him run the scoreboard up and get some of those young guys some uh, playing time, some snaps. And but uh, I tell you what, Chattanooga gave them a game. Yeah, they sure did. They they uh, gave them a little scare there. It was uh, it was close. And then they, you know, Tyrell Agent had that pick six that uh, basically sealed the deal for for me. Yeah, ninety five yards uh, interception. Uh, they finally got pressure, which they hadn't really done. <laughs> They've been not doing a whole lot of good job on that as far as getting pressure. And they got pressure on uh, Copeland, and then uh, Tyrell Agent picked it and uh, 95 yards to the house. It changed the game, went up 28-16 on that. But let's uh, talk about what uh, some of the stats here. The Chattanooga went seven for 15 on third down. That's something that the cats gonna have to do, do better at it. They're gonna have to work on that. And that's Chattanooga play coming up here. Yeah, that. Uh, we got finished with the uh, the weaker part of the schedule. Now we, it's, it's time to head to the big boys. So we'll start off with a warm up here with South Carolina, a good team at uh, a two and one on the season. South Carolina is. They lost on Saturday to Georgia, but they're forty uh, thirteen. But their two previous outings, they won uh, East Carolina. They won twenty seventeen on a last second field goal. And then on the first game of the year, they won 46 nothing against Eastern Illinois. But the Cats only uh, rushed for 102 yards, and that was really surprising considering the much success we've had. We've got a great offensive line. We have, uh, like I've said before, a top five running back, I think, in the nation, and uh, Chris Rodriguez, uh, Jr. Yeah, I know Liam Cohen has been apologizing, seems like, all week for his play calling. He said he was trying to get the, the ball in the air a little bit more to start, and it just kind of didn't work out. It, you know, he, I believe that Kentucky is more of a uh, run first and set up the play action offense, and he uh, seemed like he was trying to put it in the air early, and it just didn't uh, work out. And like you said, they, uh, like you said at the beginning there, they just never could really wake up, it seemed like, on Saturday. It was. But I think uh, I think they're gonna I think they're awake now I think I think they're woke up and ready for South Carolina. Well, thankfully it was against Chattanooga they fell asleep. Because any other team we would have been yeah, that, beat by three touchdowns probably. You imagine them playing doing like that against Georgia. I mean, a couple weeks. I mean, yeah, it'd be over quick. <clears throat> yeah, Chris Rodriguez, uh, thirteen carries, forty-six yards on the day. Longest rush was nine yards. Is really surprising. Like you said, Liam Cohen. He wanted to give Chris Rodriguez a break. Uh, you know, he's kind of the focus of the offense. He starts the offense and uh, gets everything going. He wanted to kind of ease off of the the carries he was giving him, and uh, 
tried to work some more in this passing game, but Chattanooga was having none of it. And uh, like we talked to you about in the previous uh, episode when we was previewing this game, Chattanooga, these guys want to – they're against the SEC team. They want to come out and show, you know, people that's going to be in the NFL making those decisions, you know, in, in April that, hey, look my way. I want, I want a spot, you know, get, use the draft pick on me. This is against the, you know, Kentucky's SEC team. They want to show show up and show out. Yeah, that quarterback receiver duo they had there. Justin, why don't you talk about them? I know you mentioned there the last episode. They uh, that receiver they was giving them fits. Yeah, we had talked about that. Uh, we figured they might go to him. A six foot four wide receiver, Reginald Henderson. Uh, like I said, I previewed him. Uh, nine catches, seventy five yards, and a touchdown against uh, the Cats there on Saturday. And uh, they had a tough time with him. Like I said, nine catches for 75 yards and a touchdown. He's got that size, too. That, that's a good thing, you know, good practice for them, especially coming up here in the SEC play. Uh, their running back forward went for uh, 128 yards on 21 carries. He did a, did a pretty good job. At, they, the team as a total there had 171 yards rushing on 28 attempts for uh, 6.1 yards a carry as opposed – like I said last week, if you remember, usually you want to average at least four yards a carry. That's kind of a good range. They average 6.1 cats, only average 3.8. And uh, like I said, they was slow to get started, and they finished uh, just in time to take the win there. Cats also uh, penalty prone there on Saturday, eight, eight penalties for 60 yards. And uh, that's something you want to clean up. Uh, this is – I think the Stoops and uh, the staff will have them – Ready to go. It's a road game, Williams Bryce Stadium. You know the crowd's gonna be uh, gonna be crazy. It's a night game down there in Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, sandstorms are coming. Yeah, the you're gonna hear all the roosters are crowing and all that. And uh, it's gonna be like I said, first road game of the year. It's gonna be interesting. The cats gonna have to be be sharp and uh, come out early and limit their mistakes they're making. Uh, Will Levis. 23 uh 35 for 254 two touchdowns and two interceptions yeah and what about isaiah cummins uh 31 yard touchdown there yeah he had one catch but it's a very important catch uh the, as the cats struggled they but he made a big catch there a 31 yard touchdown that was nice to see and uh actually you preview this in the uh, depth chart episode at the beginning of the year that towards the middle of the season isaiah cummins would be a big time target as he's really uh Starting to do some things at the tight end spot. It could be coming. Yeah, they're they're looking for another option. I think, and he he could be the one. Yeah, Wandell, another <laughs> another great day. I mean, this three guy. Yeah, three straight games. Uh, he he went eight catches, one hundred eleven yards uh, on Saturday. And uh, what can you say? I mean, seems like every time Levis drops back, you expect a thirty forty yard pass to Wandell Robinson. Yeah, he probably is. He was the one on offense that bailed us out, whereas, you know, Jones and uh, Agent probably is our two lifesavers on defense. Yeah, you talk about what a transfer and uh, Jacquez Jones, the uh, Ole Miss transfer, what a major thing that was. He's uh, come over and he's been key in every in every game, you know, and off of this 3-0 start. Let's talk about uh, the uh, on the other side of Wandell, uh, Josh Ali, five catches, 53 yards, you know, but he also had the uh, – Mentioned there on the, the end of round, he had an 11-yard end of round uh, touchdown. He rushed for a touchdown there on Saturday. Uh, Levis, uh, Ali coming around and 
Levis handed it off to him, and he was gone. Uh, Eleven yard touchdown there. Then I saw Isaiah Epps, uh, two catches, twenty one yards. He gets a TD. Uh, but that's his first touchdown of the season, if I'm not mistaken, for Epps. I'm not sure on that one. Uh, Maybe. Uh, it, it was a great throw, uh, Levis to Epps. But I. Uh, Seems like he uh, will Levis. He seems like he tries to key on Wondell a lot, which I understand why you would. I mean, the guy is hundred yards his first three games, but it seems like these interceptions. You know, the first two weeks was tip balls on crossing routes. Seems like on Saturday he was he wanted to force the ball to him, and you know, and actually I'd seen him say this that he's got to just take the yards wherever you get fourth down punt it instead. <laughs> Uh, you can't do that when you get to the SEC uh, games. No, and I like you said there, this is a good, uh, was a good tune-up game for him. You know, get all this stuff out of the way and just uh, work on some things there. And Levis, hopefully, he uh, hopefully he worked out those interceptions and in, against Chattanooga. Yeah, he forced that one, and I think it was his second interception. I think it was. He forced it. They picked it off, and I think they ended up with a field goal. Against SEC team, it's going to be the return back. Or it's going to be a touchdown. Yeah, this is new to him, though. This offense, is, he's not been there long, so he's this is brand new, this playbook and everything. So I'm not, uh, you know, trying to give him a pass by no means, but still, he, you got to think he's he's not been uh, – he's not known this playbook very long and has been in this offense very long. So. Well, he's not been a starter either. He, like I said, true. he was a backup at Penn State. Their primary – basically, he was a Wildcat quarterback is basically what he was at Penn State, you know, mostly running. But I think you'll see a, a team that's really focused and uh, you got a lot of veterans on this team. So, you know, it's a road game. They're going to help these young guys. And I got a feeling you're going to see a whole different team. But now the score may be close as well still because you're on a road game against second line who's, you know, 2-1 and one in the year. And uh, nobody's just going to lay over and let you beat them, especially in the SEC. Yeah, so this – this could be another tune-up game. They need to take it seriously and get it going. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. They it's a nice little test for them. Um, you know, they had the test last couple weeks ago against Missouri. Now it's now it's time for another test. This is the road test now. One thing that really needs to show up is that defense. Uh, <laughs> zero sacks on Saturday. They're going to have to. Uh... We need to see JJ Weaver. Get going again. Yeah, uh, Jordan Wright will be back on Saturday, yeah. so that should help the uh, effort. Uh, yeah, J.J. Weaver, you know, he, he's done some damage this year, sacking the quarterback. We've got to get some pressure. And Pass going down. What's been happening the last few games is teams have just been, you know, we've been coming with that four-man rush or three-man rush, uh, and then teams have just been taking the short short dump, dinking dunks, you know, three and four yards. We've got to bring some pressure and make them throw it. Which, like I said, on that, on that Tyrell Age interception, uh, the defender was in that quarterback's face. It was Oxendine, right? I'm not sure. Was it Oxendine? Pretty sure it's Oxendine. I mean, right in his face, and then the quarterback for Chattanooga, uh, Copeland, throws it up, and Asian takes it, and uh, as you know, he takes it to the house. Uh, but like I said, I'm glad they got it out with uh, this. I think I think they'll uh, be a more improved team there on Saturday. Cats go three and zero, a 28-23 victory over Chattanooga. And now we'll preview the game on Saturday. Night game, like I said, Columbia, South Carolina, williams Bryce Stadium, first road game of the year. South Carolina, like I said earlier, they're 2-1, and, one, and uh, Cats 3-0. And, oh, and it's going to be a, 
a, a good game. I really believe it's going to be a good game. And uh, why don't you tell us about uh, the quarterback there, Aaron? Uh, they had to change the original quarterback, uh, Luke Doty, beginning of the year, gets hurt. They go to the grad assistant, Zeb Nolan. Now they're back to the original guy there and uh, Luke Doty. Yeah, Luke Doty, 13 of 26 on the season. He's got 153 yards and a touchdown is as long as uh, 36 yards. Uh, they went away from Zeb Nolan, of course. He had uh, he was at 27 of 47 on the season, over 400 yards, had interception and five touchdowns, a 61-yard long. You know, he sounds like uh, he's got the name of somebody that run the old country store back in the 50s there. <laughs> <laughs> down the road, Zeb Nolan. I like that name. But anyway, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, Luke Doty's the. They're going back to him there. They. Uh, you want to talk about the running backs? Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, so they have four running backs, and the attempts are this: twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-three, and twenty-six. You hardly ever see that. Most time, you see a feature back and a backup getting limited carries, and then maybe one more back. They got four backs with over twenty attempts in the season. Yes, yeah, so they've rushed uh, over a hundred times on the season there in three games so far. So, and each one of them got over, well, uh, no, all of them but one have over a hundred yards. One of them at twenty three of sixty four. The guy to watch out for is Zaquandre White, six one senior. He has uh, he's just averaging seven point six a carry, so that's that's very well. And then they go to their uh, two uh, five nine freshmen, Juju McDowell and Marshawn Lloyd. That's uh, two of the other backs that go to the freshman there. So, like I said, it's like you said, running back by committee, and uh, that's what they're going to try to do. Then they go to the, the wide receiver, the guy you need to really focus on. This is a guy we got to contain on Saturday, wide receiver Josh Van, number six. He's a 5'11 senior. He's got 10 catches, uh, two touchdowns in the year. He averages 28.2 yards a catch. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, on 10 catches. Like I said, only 10 catches are those three games of the season, but he uh, 28.2 a catch. Yeah, you got Joyner there with him, only 10 for 58. So you've got one with 10 catches, 282 yards. The other got 10 catches, 58 yards. So that's a big difference there. But you got those two, and you got Nick Muse. Uh, Five for twenty-six and a touchdown. Jalen Brooks four for seventy-two. Other than that, it's uh, not like the running backs, you know, with all the all the carries and yards they've got. But what I expect the defense to do, UK is probably going to let a safety shade over and help on Josh Van and and keep everything in front of them with these. Uh, they're going to ride the hot hand on the backs there. Whoever's got oh, yeah. whoever's doing the getting it done at the, at the running back spot, that's who they're going to keep feeding it to. We've got to keep uh, these guys in front of us. And like I said, don't let Josh fan over the top. But that's one good thing we've really done this year. We've not let anybody have big explosive plays over the top on us, beat us on a you know, 75-yarder, 85-yarder. That's true. They're, they're staying conservative right there, letting, keeping everything in front of them. We're keeping everything in front of us, dinking and dunking. It's, you know, as a fan, you know, it's aggravating because, you, you know, it's, it starts out first and 10 and then second and six and then, you know, then third and two and or third and three, and they get a first down on <laughs> just just enough. You know, they get a first down, and then you start all over again at three yards at a time, four yards at a time. What do they say? Death like a death by me and paper cuts. Or? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so, but you know, I guess it's better than the quick strike of eighty yards after your defense has been out. There. I mean, after your uh, offense has been out there, and then your defense goes out there in one play and gives up a big. 
explosive plays. So that's what I expect. They'll, they'll cover Josh Van there on Saturday, keep him in front, and uh, help on him if needed. Like you said, they've done a good job of that this year. You haven't really seen that explosive play yet. So. On that defense, a guy that uh, to watch out for is uh, Jalen Foster, uh, 5'10 senior. He's got three interceptions on the year. Yeah, and then you've got uh, – I'm not going to try to pronounce his name right there. Uh, J.J. or Kingsley, I guess you could – I guess is his first name there. But uh, Inogbray, is that how you say that? And <laughs> You want to try to yeah. pronounce that? Yeah, that's uh... – that's close enough. I, <laughs> you did a good job, Aaron. Two and a half sacks. Uh, they've uh, some have got him projected as a first round pick right now. He's going to be one to watch for on that defensive line. Uh, an interesting stat I was looking at was uh, that on the year Kentucky has seven sacks, but South Carolina has eight sacks. So, you know, I feel like the cats can. Uh, I think the cats can do some do some damage. On South Carolina, running the football, we got. I mean, that's that should be our game plan to get go, run the football, then go play action, and then look for the the deep shots when we we've, we've got them. Yeah, get back to our game plan. I I really think that if we stick to our game plan and you know don't try to go away from it, just stick to the formula that's got us there. I think we're definitely the better team and. On paper and on the field, whatever you want to, however you want to slice it, I think we're we got the better talent overall. Yeah, we definitely do, and not to look ahead too much, but the Cats do win this game. It's gonna be a night game in Crowderfield against Florida. Yeah. If we win this, we're four and zero. Florida with the loss on Saturday, close loss though. I mean, I was surprised. Thirty-one twenty-nine to Bama. Alabama. Uh, so I could set up an interesting match, and like I said, it starts that three-headed monster. We've been talking about it. You know, we've talked about it every time. You know, Florida home, LSU home, Georgia on the road. But you, you need to win this when you start 4-0, and and then you start that three-headed monster. And uh, I think the Cats will get going this week, and you'll see them pull it, start to pull it all together. This is a great time to have South Carolina right here, right before that onslaught, I think. It's on the road against South Carolina. It's a great time for it. They've already – you know, uh, started off in Missouri right there in the second game, kind of getting the kinks worked out there and, you know, show what they can do and then, you know, maybe work on some stuff against Chattanooga and now you got South Carolina on the road. Which, you know, I know a lot of people were probably, you know, disappointed on Saturday, probably thinking, oh, this is the same old Kentucky team. Well, I'll be honest, besides last year, the all-SEC schedule and the years before, they've always had a game like this. And teams have this. When, you, when you've got a noon start – I guess the heavy favorite, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's easy to have a game like this. Like I was saying earlier, they're all coming out. Hey, we want to beat this team. We want to make a name for ourselves as a school, you know, as a team, and also as a player themselves, you know, to get uh, to the league to make some money. And then the Cats, you know, they're thinking, oh, we're heavy favorite. We can just kind of, you know, do whatever we want. We'll come out and win. Well, they was uh, – they're late in the game, 16-14 down, and, you know, and of course they come back, that big play, Tyro Agent, 95-yard interception. But, like I said, as good as against this team, that we had our, uh, you know, sleepwalk game, mm-hmm. if you want to call it. As you have it against any other team, I mean, anybody in the SEC, then you're going to have problems. Well, it's like, uh, I kind of liken it to this, you know, you 
playing ball at the park and you know somebody comes up that you know that you've uh there's no chance they're going to beat you you just kind of let them hang around for a little while don't don't exert a lot of energy energy and then you know when it gets close to 24 you start turning it on it's <laughs> yeah what happens i was is you know teams get confidence yep they get confidence and they get the momentum and then they time you start trying to do anything they're a step ahead of you because they're they're feeling really confident <laughs> yep Feeling they, really good. They had the confidence, Chattanooga did. They really thought they had they thought they thought had a chance there. But I expect a much better effort, much better effort on Saturday, and I can't wait to watch. Yeah, I know. This is, this is the game right here to watch. This is going to be the one most I've been most interested in so far, I mean, even more than the Missouri game. And, uh, by the way, Justin, they got a little uh, tidbit on their coach there, Shane Beamer. You know, that name sounds familiar. He's... His dad used to coach Virginia Tech. Of course, everybody knows that. But uh, in 1999, Beamer was the long snapper for Virginia Tech in the BCS National Championship game. Wow, what a fact. He's <laughs> come a long way, hasn't he? From long snapper to head coach of South Carolina. Yeah, what a change. <laughs> <laughs> and now we'll go to the games from last week that was notable. We already talked about Alabama and Florida. Alabama escapes with a two-point victory. And... Uh, they're young, but they'll come along, and Alabama's Alabama. Bryce Young, freshman quarterback in Alabama, has to be tough. Yeah, uh, especially under coach like Nick Saban there. He's, I'm sure he's tough on him. He's like he is everybody else. There's no special treatment with Nick Saban. Another big matchup of the weekend. Auburn uh, went to Penn State. They had a big wide out down there, and uh, a raucous crowd, and Penn State uh, came out the victory. Yeah, that's one that's one that surprised me there. I kind of thought Auburn might pull that one out, but but it was a eight point win, I believe it was. Right, Penn, well, Penn State won, is all we know, but <laughs> that's all that mattered. So uh, another thing happened this weekend: Fresno State beat uh, UCLA, the team that had just beat LSU earlier in the year. Yeah, what about that? They dropped the ball there. That's I figured. Oh, UCLA be better than that. That I figured they for sure beat Fresno State after beating LSU and. Yeah, you might think, well, what's the news on that? Well, actually, it's a little bit of news because for the Pac-12, in order for them to get a bid, you know, if Oregon, probably if Oregon goes undefeated, they probably do get a spot. They lose one, and they don't have any other matchups that are against upper-quality teams. They may struggle to get in just like they do every year. That's right, because Arizona State, they dropped one to BYU, and Washington dropped one earlier to that Montana, I believe it was. I mean, this is the – Best chance in quite a, quite a time for if Pac-12 is going to do anything to get in. Uh, Oregon better win out. <laughs> yeah, and I hope that nobody else, everybody else, went, loses a game. Or of course, Ohio State lost early, but you know they could rebound and come back and be in the playoff talk. So we'll see. The Big Ten though, they're looking pretty good. They're, I mean, they're not SEC. That caliber, but I mean, they've got some teams in the top 10 there. And Michigan State looked good. Michigan State looked good. I was up there, top five now, and Michigan's <laughs> sneaking in there, so you know. Yeah, it's uh, as it gets closer, we'll definitely dive into the college football playoff and stuff and uh, the Heisman race. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that right now, though. Some of the guys to watch out for, uh, of course, Bryce Young, Alabama. Uh, who else you got there? Well, if we mentioned at the beginning of the season, I think I may have picked Spencer Rattler as one of my 
one of my picks, you know, possibly win the Heisman. They, they've been struggling in some of these games. You know, they struggled against Tulane, and they struggled against Nebraska last week. Only one by a touchdown. But uh, another guy to watch out for, that little-known college Liberty, uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, Malik Willis. If I'm not mistaken, they take on uh, Ole Miss later in the year. What a matchup that'll be! That'd be a good matchup. It could be a battle of two Heisman candidates there with Matt Corral and Malik Willis going up against each other. Yeah, Malik Willis uh, went to Auburn and transferred to Liberty, and uh, the coach down there is Hugh Freeze, who used to coach at Ole Miss. So, yeah. And uh, now at Ole Miss, though, is uh, Lane Kiffin. There you go. <laughs> it's a revolving door sometimes. So I mean. They come, they go. Everybody switches places, and that's two other guys. You got anybody else, Aaron? Or? Uh, those two, and we've got uh, uh, Will Levis. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, <all right>, now <laughs> Chris Rodriguez, no. Wondell Robinson. No, you could say maybe a CJ Verdell if uh, Oregon keeps winning. Yeah, the running back there. Yeah, seriously, and, yeah. And uh, like I says, it. Uh, week this is week three we've completed so far so you know it's still early in the season but you know of course it'll get heated up and uh be uh we'll dive into a little more as we get more games under our belt let's talk about the games this week though Aaron. let's dive into them a matchup that uh i'm interested to see texas a&m the battle of three nodes going to arkansas seven texas a&m going to 16 arkansas what a well, game actually the game is going to be played at Cherry World's going to be over in, oh, it's in Dallas. Yeah, they're going to have it in Dallas. That's even better. Yeah, uh, Arkansas's—that's a random team right now. I did not expect them to be three and zero. They beat Texas pretty bad. A and M lost their uh, starting quarterback, and they—you know—last week they had most success against New Mexico. Uh, they beat them pretty soundly. Uh, who you got in this game, man? I'm going to shock the world here. I'm going to pick the Woo Pig. I'm going to go with uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to pick, Aaron. You think Jerry would be happy with that? Jerry would be ecstatic with that. Of course, you all know uh, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, is a uh, Arkansas alum. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he'd probably be ecstatic about that. But that would be, be an interesting game to watch. Arkansas wins that. Boy, that West. Uh, it's going to be interesting when they meet, you know, Auburn and Alabama, and yeah. not saying they're going to be. I'm just saying it's going to be interesting. That well, you got to think about the West too. You've got Ole Miss over there too. Ole Miss, yeah, they're a fine team. Alabama, shoo, that's that's a. Well, I, I wouldn't want to be in the SEC West right now. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Uh, let's talk about another matchup. Uh, a team that's struggled and got tough wins late, and, and they're three and zero, but. They've had they definitely had their fair share of problems. That's the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame, number twelve in the nation. They're going uh, to play one on one, number eighteen Wisconsin. I'm going to shock the world again. I'm picking Wisconsin. That's what I was going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I think Notre Dame finally loses. We really didn't talk about this beforehand. I promise. But uh, the reason I picked that because Notre Dame has struggled so much. Uh, Toledo they needed a a last uh, a last few minutes there, uh, tied in uh, Michael Mayer, right? Uh, Notre Dame caught the game-winning touchdown pass after Toledo uh, had just scored and uh, took the lead there with just a minute or two to go. And they escaped from that. And they're just – they're struggling to – they're 3-0, but they're struggling to, you know, put these teams away. Well, think about this, too. They escaped Florida State 
also. And, you know, Florida State right now is 0-3. Florida State's 0-3, and, <laughs> and uh, I think that's the first time they started 0-3, right, I, in their history? That sounds right. I mean, <laughs> if, it's, if it's not, it sounds right. I mean, it's been a long time since we've talked about Florida State being 0-3. Florida State being, you know, losing as much as they have. But I tell you what, another thing that I thought, something that Cat struggled with on Saturday, except in reversal, is that it's a 12 start. So Wisconsin at home, I got a feeling, you know, Notre Dame's going to make the drive there or, or fly, whatever. But Wisconsin at home, noon start. They've had an extra week to prepare. Also. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin only with the, had a, had a bye week last week, early bye week. But, mm-hmm. So uh, I think Wisconsin will win as well. You got another matchup for us, Aaron? I got one more that I've been uh, looking out for. Notre Dame struggling. Speaking of people struggling, Oklahoma, like I mentioned earlier with Rattler struggling, um, they're playing West Virginia. And West Virginia's they're becoming an exciting football team again. You got Letty Browns. He's uh, he's he's fast. <laughs> he's got some uh, speed out there. 51 carries, 265 yards, five touchdowns. He's busted an 80-yarder. And uh, you know how I love to pick those upsets. I'm doing it again. I'm going West Virginia over Oklahoma. I can't do it. I can't do it on that one. I'll have to break it up on that. I think Oklahoma will come out and uh, come out the victory on that. You might be right. They might get their head on straight this time and, <laughs> and finally get it going. But I, I, I just got to do it. I got to pick West Virginia. It's this is not the Pat White, Steve Slayton, West Virginia, I know, but Boy, that, well divine, but that was a fun team, Pat White, Steve Slayton. Uh, you know, Rich Rodriguez. Uh, he schemed that up very well. Yeah, that was a fun team to watch. Yeah, it was. Well, Aaron, as we come to a close on another episode, uh another week of football gone, another week coming. It seems like we waited forever and it's already gonna be uh, week four this week coming up. That's uh flying by on us. Yeah, and we've we've seen two NFL weeks come and go now, and uh, those have been some exciting stuff. And my Cincinnati Red Legs are probably not going to make the playoffs again. That's you know I ex- come to expect that, and uh, you know it's everything's uh, starting to get starting to catch up, starting to come up here. You know you've got the Big Blue Madness. You twenty twenty four days, guys. I'm, I've had a lot of people uh, ask me about you know y'all going to be covering basketball while you. Sure we are. You know we're going to recover basketball. Uh, 24 days of Big Blue Madness, and you're going to see some exciting material and some things happening uh, as it gets closer to basketball season. We've got some things in mind, and uh, we'll definitely cover the team, and we'll do a big preview special on you. And just uh, stay tuned and keep listening to us. You never know what uh, what we may have up our sleeves, Aaron. Yeah, and speaking of you never know what you may have up your sleeve, Justin, uh one of your favorite players <laughs> retired today. <laughs> Did you happen to see that? Not my favorite player, but <laughs> go ahead if you must, I guess. J.J. Reddick. Yeah, not my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as he goes on with this nonsense, we'll, uh, I'll let you know, guys. I, we do thank you uh, for the support and th- thank you for listening and telling you, you know, tell your friends. And we want to be a podcast that, you know, catches you up, uh, let you know. What we you know break down the game, let you know about the opponent ahead, and just everything going on in the college football world, and you know of course we get into basketball, about basketball, there'll be just all kinds of stuff we get into. But we definitely want to uh, say thanks from uh, myself and Aaron. Uh, we really appreciate the support, and um, oh, yeah. I, I just want to let you know that uh, you can uh, see us on uh, on Facebook or 
you can uh, look at our page, uh, like it, comment if you like, share, send us a message, whatever you want to do. But uh, Facebook, we're on Twitter as well, and then you can listen to us. Uh, I've had some people ask me, how do I listen? Well, if you've got the Facebook page and we post the episode, you just click the the picture there, or the link, and you can just press play from there. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to sign up for nothing. You can just do that. But as always, we always uh, there's more streaming platforms we're on. We're on uh, Spotify, iHeart. Uh, Anchor, Google Podcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. So we're out there, guys, and uh, feel free to let us know how we're doing or and uh, share with us your thoughts. And we hope you subscribe and just tell people. And we really do appreciate you guys uh, for listening to us. Like I said, we just try to have some fun, but we're you know we're trying to get some information out there and let people know. Yeah, you know what I always say about our listeners, Justin. If if fine was a felony, they'd be on death row. <laughs> well, <laughs> and we'll leave you with that, guys. We appreciate you on another another good episode here. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Like I said again, and uh, we couldn't say it enough. But uh, this has been the Ruth the Wilson Sports Talk Podcast. I'm Justin Ruth, and I'm Aaron Wilson. We'll see you guys next time.